The Lord be with you. Holy God, our righteous judge, daily your mercy surprises us with everlasting forgiveness. Strengthen our hope in you and grant that all the peoples of the earth may find their glory in you through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. All right. Invite our kids to come forward at this time. We'd love to have you come up here with us. Yep. Come on up. I'm going to kind of kneel up here with you to start off with, okay? Bye, guys. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, a few more. Hi. Morning. Well, we have an exciting day today. You're going to hear from some of the older kids on their faith statements. Um, that's happening today. And uh, also, this is the Sunday when we bless the quilts and the school kits. And so I'm, I'm going to need your help with that, okay? Because this quilt right here, do you think we got that at the store? Nope. All these little pieces of fabric were ones that would probably just get thrown away. They were leftovers, right? But some, some people in our church, some women in our church specifically, took these pieces and they sewed them carefully together and they put some nice um, cushiony stuff inside, kind of like what's inside our stuffed animals, right? That fluffy stuff. And then they put something on the back as well to, to be beautiful as well. And, and what happens is when there's something that bad that happens, like maybe some really bad winds or, or flooding or stuff like that and it wrecks somebody's home or lots of homes and things like that, what we do is we, these get sent all over our country, all over the world. And, they're, and then they get wrapped around people in those times when they're really hurting and really um, sad and they've had lots of loss. And it reminds them that they're wrapped in God's love, just like we are. Yeah. And then these school kits have all kinds of school supplies in them too. And those go to kids around the world who maybe, maybe they just have enough to pay for school, but they don't have enough to get notebooks and pencils and pens and things like that. So they get to take this and these beautiful handmade backpacks as well. So you see a few of them up here, but there's, there's like hundreds of these going around and thousands from all over our country going all over the world. That's cool, isn't it? But we need to bless these before they go. So come up here and put a hand on these, all right? And if you can reach a quilt, there's just a few around. If you can reach one or just kind of hold up your hand as we bless these today. You want to come around there and bless the quilt? It's kind of lonely on that side. I don't know. Let's pray. Pray with me, uh, repeat prayer. Dear God, bless these quilts and school kits and the hands that made them. May they go out from here to be signs of your love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Thanks for blessing our quilts today, guys. Nice. Thank you so much. Those will be sent out very soon. The first reading is from Romans, the third chapter. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world may be accountable to God. For no human being will be justified in his sight by deeds prescribed by the law. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. But now, apart from law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed, 
and is attested by the law and the prophets. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement for his blood, effective through faith. He did this to show his righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes a boasting? It is excluded. By what law? By that of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Holy Gospel according to John, the eighth chapter. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Holy Gospel. This is a special day of celebration, Confirmation Sunday, Reformation Sunday, where our young people will be affirming their faith in the second service. But we have a gift this uh, service as well of hearing from two of our confirmants through their words and one through song. As I thought about this text that we have for today, this, this central text to who we are, really who we are as Christians, not just as Lutherans that we all agree and we all can, can come together knowing that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But what does that word faith mean? Sometimes, like forgiveness, people think that's a one-time event, like it just sort of happens in the immediate. I either believe or I don't. And maybe that happens sometimes for people who are there, there's those watershed moments. But I was thinking about uh, our young people picking their theme verses for their confirmation uh, and I thought about different passages throughout the Bible that talk about believing. And believing comes in so many different stripes. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Sometimes belief comes through our actions and through our serving. Sometimes it comes through our sorrows and our pain. Lord, how long, as the psalmists repeatedly cry out, how long will you forget me? And often in those psalms, there will be that one, those wonderful two words, and yet, and following God, I know, even in the midst of my suffering, that you are faithful. I see you in the midst of it. Or in the psalms as well, we hear those songs of praise, as we'll hear a song of praise from one of our compliments today. And we hear the Father who... Jesus heals his son coming down off the mountain from the transfiguration. He says, I believe, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And even the disciples in Matthew's gospel, as they have witnessed Jesus going up into heaven, ascending after his resurrection, they've been witnesses to all of this. And it says they believed and they doubted. Belief and question, struggle and journey. We get to enter into that with our confirmation students now. And I want to welcome Ben and Oliver today. I welcome Ben first to come forward and to share his faith statement this day. And as he does, can I get these lights, back lights turned off so we can see the slides that go with that.
Ben's warming up, box lights warming up. Hi, my name is Ben, and here's my faith statement. The picture on the slide is the Gagawal pit that's now at Luther Haven. It was Oliver and my confirmation project. I like to connect my faith to some of my favorite things, like hiking, camping, going to the beach, playing games, running, and messing around with friends. One of my hobbies is backpacking. The picture on the left is me, Chris, my mentor Dennis, and one, my dad on our backpacking trip to the Enchanted Valley in the Olympics. The picture on the right is my, me and my sister, my friend Oliver, who's also being confirmed, and his brother Tyler on our camping trip to Mosulania. I enjoy hanging out with other Christians who share their faith with me. It keeps me on the right path. My confirmation verse that I chose is Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3. I chose this verse because it speaks about my love of outdoors and connects to my faith journey. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. This picture was taken at destruction point in in the Olympic mountains and remind me of how God gives me time to find peace and breathe in the outdoors. To me, this Bible verse means that God has a plan for me and for everyone. Even though I don't fully believe, I know that God will send me on the right path and guide me to a better faith, like hiking along a trail to a beautiful lookout. This picture at the end of the trail had a lookout to the Puget Sound. To enjoy the views, you have to stay on the trail. If you venture off the trail, you can get lost and not know where to go. These trails remind me of the future paths I will take in my faith. These pictures were taken in Montana on our youth trip last summer. The picture on the left is where we stayed the night. Or, sorry. The picture on the left is where we stayed the first few nights called the Shoshone Mountain Retreat. During this time, we got to know the people in our group so we could serve better as a team. I like, uh, I like how we could learn about another faith and culture by helping the tribe create their Sundance Lodge. The picture on the right is our group standing in front of the teepees we just stayed tonight in. I know that God will help send me to where I need to go. Even though some people don't like work, I enjoy it. From serving at the Benedict House to helping the Blackfeet tribe in Montana and looking ahead to our international youth mission trip in Costa Rica, I know God will be with me. best reflected in verse 9 of chapter 1 of Joshua, where it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God be, will, will be with you wherever you go. 
mostly want to focus on the latter half of that verse where it mentions God being with me wherever I go. I have this specific interest because of the events around my great-grandmother's death about seven or eight years ago now. Immediately preceding her death, she opened her eyes and began to speak to dead relatives. But not only dead relatives, but also Jesus, which one of the strongest faith moments I've ever had. And just like in Joshua 1, nine, where it states that God is with you wherever you go, even in this world or in heaven. My great-grandmother was one of the most important people to have, to have been in my life, never will be. And knowing that God was with her helps me know that God is with me. And remembering that God is with me always gives me a reminder that he is with me all the time. And since he's always with me, I know that I'm following God's path because I, if I deviate, I know he can rectify and such a divergence to keep me on track. My great-grandmother talked to me and my brother about God and faith, and I'm sure that that helped cement my faith into a part of my life. But, but, but by knowing that God is with me throughout my life, I know that I never will and always have someone to rely on in my hardest times. I know that he's with me and he can keep me on a strong, steady path. My grandma died last year, and I could feel God with me through that hard time. When I heard the news, it was immediately after our Bible study group had finished for the night. But the group back, came back in and consoled my family. Moving away from death, I feel I have a pretty strong connection with God. And since my parents have been bringing me to church here for as long as I can remember, that is definitely one of the reasons I feel so connected. Even though I feel I have what feels like a strong connection to God, still have some struggles, like something raised in the weekend retreat a few weeks ago where, met, where one of the talking points was, why do bad things happen to good people? Why is that? Why? God is an important part of my life, and I do believe that he will be an important part of my future. But looking back to the past, at the beginning of the summer, Ben and I built the Gaga Ball Pit, which is basically a cage match dodgeball for my confirmation project. We built it over the course of a month or so with my mentor, Mr. Kurt Tufford, my dad, Ben, and his mentor, Mr. Dennis Enabo, my dad, and Bob Harper. More recently, though, I brought communion to a shut-in, Paige's grandma, uh, Arlene Phillips, and learned about her faith and how she did her confirmation in Paulusville quite a while ago. My godfather, Kurt, and I went on a hike with me where we talked about his confirmation and thoughts about his and my soon-coming confirmation. But lastly, I want to say thank you to my godparents, Paul, Kurt, and Devon, my grandparents, around the church, Pastor Paula, Jonathan, and Bill, the congregation, and my parents and brother for always keeping God in the church in my life. Thank you. Freedom to share, freedom to wonder, freedom to believe, freedom to explore. And now we as a congregation have the freedom to affirm these young people into a, an adult faith life and journey with us 
as we continue to seek and to love Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And I invite you to rise as we sing today.
Knowing the one in whom we trust through the gift of the Holy Spirit, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Lord, in your mercy. God, you make all things new. Thank you for reforming your church, for reforming us and our relationships with each other and the world. Write the law of love on our hearts and send us out together to be Christ for the world. Lord, in your mercy. Reform our relationship with all creation. Restore the good earth. Enrich soil, cleanse water, purify air, and teach us to do the same. Lord, in your mercy. Reform our relationship with peace. Fill the, world, the earth with your peace, bringing an end to violence and war in our homes, our communities, our countries, and our world. Walk with those who suffer from this violence as they seek safety and shelter. Help us to learn to care for them. Lord, in your mercy. In this community, O oh Lord, we are sinners and saints. In our dealings with one another, help us trust in your mercy, giving to others what you give us. Be with the leaders of Silverdale Lutheran as they prepare for the annual meeting in a few weeks. Walk with the congregation in decision-making. Lord, in your mercy. Be with all of our young people today who affirm their baptismal promises. Support them and surround them with a great cloud of witnesses. Walk with them in their faith journey and be present with them always. Lord, in your mercy. Jim and 
Keep sharing the peace. Just a few announcements in our community time, our shorter community time. Please pass those friendship pads down the aisle. We want to know you're in worship and doing well. If you're a guest of ours today, that's a great place for you to give us some information so we can send you a thank you for worshiping with us, make ourselves available to you. Um, just please remember, we're doing very short announcements, so if you don't read that beacon, you're going to miss out. So really pour through that. I'm going to highlight this, though, that next Sunday is All Saints Sunday, and it's also Fall Back Sunday. I, some people have thought, well, Washington passed the, you know, but the Congress has to do that too. So we're still on savings time, and we got to fall back next week. So, but I don't care if you come early, so it's fine. Um, so um, that's next week. Women's retreat deadline is coming up on November 1st, so you have to pay and to be signed up, so remember that. And then please pour through, um, and we'll continue now with our offering.
let us pray. God of mercy and grace, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Fulfilling the promise of the resurrection, you pour out the fire of your Spirit, uniting in one body people of every nation and tongue, and especially today on our confirmation. And so with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with earth and sea and all their creatures, and with angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy. We remember how in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. And we pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us in the breaking of this bread as you once revealed yourself to your disciples. The gifts of God are ready for the people of God.
Let us pray. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your Spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. are grace-filled. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.